The Vision app is the best place to find a growing range of on-demand audio for the whole family. Your kids or grandkids can listen to the popular radio drama Adventures in Odyssey and two-minute Bible stories called Quick Sticks whenever it suits you. Whether you're in the car for a few minutes or for a longer trip, these two programs will keep the kids entertained. New episodes are added every weekday in the free Vision Christian Media app. If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app. Vision.org.au slash app. Vision. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, as you know, one of our regular guests on 2020 is Dr. Camille Majdali, and you might be familiar with the radio program called Faith and the Future. Well, Dr. Camille Majdali is doing presentations around Australia, talking about some of the key issues to do with the Middle East, the battle for Jerusalem. There's other topics like the blood red moons, peace talks and the future. Well, he's going to be in Brisbane this coming weekend and a presentation's been set up at the Gateway Church, Carindale in Brisbane. And he's joining us now to talk about his presentation. Hello, Camille. Welcome to 2020. Well, nice to hear you again, Neil. (laughs) Camille, I always love to get together with you. And, of course, uh, doing our program, Faith and the Future, is lots and lots of fun. Thoroughly enjoy it. But you travel around the world and around Australia when it comes to delivering a message about the Middle East and about Jerusalem. One of the main topics for your discussion when you're in Brisbane this coming weekend is called the Battle for Jerusalem. Just how serious is this battle? Well, I don't want to make it bigger or smaller than what it really is. I think that if we just took it at normal level without anything to do with Bible prophecy and the like, it wouldn't seem to be such a big deal. And the reason that it doesn't seem to be a big deal is because Jerusalem on the surface doesn't seem to be a big deal. It's like only 800,000 people, not even a million. It's not on any major roads, ports, waterways or has any major resources. So why would there be any big fuss about a place like this? Nevertheless, despite this unpretentious appearance, Jerusalem gets far more attention than makes any natural sense. Between itself, the nation of Israel, and Palestine, in a 45-year period, it was dominating like one-third of United Nations resolutions. And the century-old question of who gets to own Jerusalem has had something like five dozen proposals. And even now, there are proposals in current peace talks. So, strangely enough, what's at stake here if it doesn't have any of the ingredients of greatness? And ultimately, it has to do with prophecy, especially places like Zechariah 12 and Zechariah 14, which speak of international controversy not just in the Middle East, but the whole world, and eventually international conflict. Well, many of our listeners, Camille, are very familiar with the headlines that we'll see in the news regularly about the peace talks and about the future of Jerusalem. How important is the future when it comes to our understanding of what's happening in the present? Well, Jerusalem is called, both in the Old and New Testament, City of the Great King. That's in Psalm 48, I think, verse 2, and Matthew 5, verse 35. And Jesus himself 
is the one calling Jerusalem the city of the great king. If we take our Bibles at face value, then we believe Jesus Christ is coming back to this planet to rule and reign. That's part of what we pray in the Lord's Prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So if he's coming back to earth, and he's the son of David, and David's throne is Jerusalem, then he's coming back to reign in Jerusalem. Therefore, the forces of darkness, of course, don't want that. And that's why you see all this raging of the nations, as Psalm 2 predicts. Therefore, we need to see these things not just politically. We need to be above the politics. We need to see them both theologically and spiritually. Well, as I look at the theme for your presentation this coming weekend, Camille, there's also an element there which many people are interested in, the idea of blood-red moons, four blood-red moons, in fact. Uh, What are your thoughts on that, Uh, and how interested should people be about hearing a biblical expose of what's going on there? All right. My interest in blood-red moons has come because, first, I was asked about them by people who attend my meetings the second thing is that it is the subject of best-selling books, particularly John Hagee, who wrote a book called Four Blood Moons, and it's, it's sold very well. I come with a point of view of no preconceived notion, and there is one side of this where it does tell us, both in Acts 2 as well as Joel 2, the moon will be turned into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord. And as it is, we're in a season here in 2014, 2015, where there'll be four blood-red moons or lunar eclipses that coincide with Jewish holidays, either Passovers or Tabernacle, and it also dovetails with the Shemitah, or year of rest for the land, every seven years. So to have this combination of four lunar eclipses, (laughs) two Passovers, two Feast of Tabernacles, and the sabbatical rest of the land all together is very unique. They try to point out, people like Hagee and others, that when previous blood red moons came four in a row, a tetrad, there was major events for the nation of Israel. Therefore, the idea is in this period, 2014-2015, something big is going to happen. Not everybody agrees with that, and I will basically tell both sides and let people decide for themselves. And the other thing you'll be talking about, Camille, a topic that is particularly close to your heart, uh, is that focus on Bible prophecy and end times. You'll be tackling some of those issues? Absolutely, especially I'll save the best for last. (laughs) I will bring up the topic of prophecy. I will simply do what I always do. I will present the scriptures. I will give some possible fulfillment or, shall we say, an interpretation of as best as we can, being faithful to what is being said. And again, I'm encouraging people to be good Berean Christians, that they themselves may search the scriptures to see if these things are so. Now, Camille, you're going to be in Brisbane this weekend, but this is a message that you've taken to a number of other state capitals. Uh, Where are you planning to take this message in the the coming days? Well, as it is, it's not uh, every state capital. Of course, it's been delivered in Melbourne, which is where I live. It'll be delivered in Brisbane. And for the last four years, amazingly, I've had an open door in Perth. So these prophetic updates about the Middle East have been given in Perth 
all these years, since 2010. So I'll be doing it there again. What's happening is I am, where possible, delivering it in other places like Singapore, Malaysia, and wherever else the Lord will open the door. And you've just spent a fair bit of time in the Middle East. What sort of reception do you get when you start to talk about these issues of Bible prophecy and the battle for Jerusalem from a biblical perspective from people who are in the Middle East? Well, I actually at this point don't speak to the locals on this. Well, who I'm speaking to are the pilgrims, because I lead pilgrim groups. And that's actually a lot of what I've done. I, I do uh, more low-level ministry when I'm not in a group setting. So as far as people in the Middle East are concerned, they probably, uh, I would say on average, are as unaware of what's going on as people outside. It, it, you know, it's not a place that's very enlightened on biblical and spiritual things, paradoxically, even though it is the land of the Bible. So as such, uh, no, I have not been able to share with the locals as much as I have with visiting Christians coming to the land. Well, it'll be people in Brisbane with their opportunity to hear this message this coming Saturday night in Brisbane at the Gateway Church in Carindale. And uh, that program will kick off at 7 p.m. It's free admission, and you can get some details for that uh, for people who are in Brisbane at vision.org.au. And, uh, of course, you'd have to visit the Teach All Nations website to find out other gatherings, other meetings with uh, Dr. Camille Majdali around the country. Camille, great talking. Thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. Thanks, Neil, for the opportunity. God bless. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.